Well, hello to each and every one of you this day. Um, it's good to see you, whether you're here in the building, and I'm glad to also have those of you worshiping with us online. Uh, for those of you I haven't had a chance to meet yet, my name is Kim Weiskopf, and I'm one of the pastors here. Um, and it is a joy to be able to serve alongside Pastor Wade and to be here with all of you. Um, we, um, it, it's a blessing to just be up here today. I just have to say that. It's a blessing to be able to share the scripture and some thoughts with each of you. Um, for the past few weeks, as Wade said, we've been doing a sermon series called Regardless. And we've been talking, as he said, about our, how our lives and the world can be filled with all kinds of things that might otherwise cause us to despair. You know, maybe we find ourselves grieving someone or something. Maybe we're facing challenges that really test our strength and our endurance. Maybe we feel lost. Or maybe we're just beyond discouraged with the state of the world around us. And there are so many things that have the ability to leave us disheartened. But part of the reason Pastor Wade and I are here, um, why we love talking to you, is to remind you that there's good news to be found. Because when we put our trust in Jesus Christ, we can have hope, we can have joy, and we can have love regardless. And today we're going to talk about that fourth gift, the gift of peace that comes regardless. And as we do that, I wanna share two scriptures with you that speak to peace. The first one, it comes from the prophet Isaiah, and it's often entitled, The Peaceful Kingdom. And this scripture, it gives us a vision of what the full realization of the kingdom of God will look like. It's a time when peace reigns in our hearts and in our world, and it's just a beautiful image to hold on to. So I'd invite you now to hear these words from Isaiah 11, verses 1 through 10. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear. But with righteousness, he shall judge for the poor and decide with equity for the oppressed of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips, he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the lion will feed together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, 
and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations shall inquire of him, and his dwelling shall be glorious. Our second scripture, it comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 27. And in this scripture, Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and he's trying to prepare them for the days that are to come and for his crucifixion. And these are the words that he speaks to the disciples. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, there once was a king who wanted to display a painting of perfect peace in his castle. He searched and searched all over for a painting that might capture for him the essence of true peace. He wanted to be able to show what that true peace looked like. And after finding nothing that captured it for him, he decided to hold a contest. Artists from all over the world came to share their images of peace. And one by one, as the paintings were uncovered, the crowd who was gathered would cheer and clap. And tensions grew until there were just two paintings left veiled. And the cover was pulled off the first one. It was this breathtaking picture of a mirror-smooth lake that reflected all that surrounded it. And overhead was this beautiful blue sky with fluffy white clouds. And all who saw it thought, surely, this is the picture-perfect piece. Surely, this must be the winter, the winner. But then they got to the second painting, and as it was uncovered, the crowd gasped in surprise. And let's go ahead and show that, that second picture. This is the picture, the first one. Let's go to the second one. This was the second picture of peace. And you may be wondering, how in the world could a picture like this be the perfect picture of peace? You've got the waterfall cascading down the precipice, and you can almost feel its cold and penetrating spray as you look at it. But it's not just that. There are black clouds exploding with lightning from the storm that's lashing out in all its fury. You have to wonder, surely is this a joke? This is meant to be perfect peace. But as the king continued to look at that painting, he suddenly noticed something really powerful. In the lower center of the painting, and let's go ahead and show that, there was a little bird 
that had found refuge in the cleft of the rock. And I hope you can see that. This bird was resting undisturbed, safe and secure in the midst of all of that chaos, all of the turmoil of its surroundings, but there it is, just resting peacefully. This was the winner. And when asked why he chose it, the king declared, peace does not mean to be in a place where there's no noise, trouble, or hard work. Peace means to be in the midst of it all and still be calm in your heart. That's the real meaning of peace. And I couldn't think of a better way to show what peace regardless looks like than this painting. And I found it to be such a powerful image, I went ahead and, and bought the painting that was inspired by this, this story. And in fact, you'll see it down the hall. It's displayed um, right outside the sanctuary. For me, this is an incredible reminder that no matter what we are facing, regardless, peace is available to each and every one of us. Now often, when we think of peace, we're like the crowd in the story. We think of that first picture of nice still waters and beautiful blue skies, tranquil and quiet. And in some ways, that's the kind of picture of peace that we heard in that first scripture from Isaiah. We hear about predators lying down with their prey, natural enemies living together without conflict, and no one hurting or destroying one another. That's how we often view peace. We see it as the absence of something, the absence of conflict. We see it as everyone getting along and no challenges or problems in life. And while I strongly believe that God's promise that there will come a time when this peaceful kingdom will be realized, when we only think about peace in that way, it causes us to forfeit the kind of peace that's available to us right now, regardless of anything else. If we think that peace can only be achieved when that chaos has disappeared or when we have no, no challenges in our lives, then peace really is hard to reach. It's really hard to be fulfilled. And that, that's not really the way life is. Even if we find those moments of still water, challenges still come along. In our lives, we're constantly running into new conflicts. We're constantly running into things that disturb us. We're constantly running into things that, new, that cause lots of stress for us. And so we spend much of our lives hoping and praying for peace, yet we don't necessarily discover it or hold on to it very long. And the reason that this picture is such a perfect picture of peace is because it recognizes that peace can be found even in the midst of a storm. 
peace is available to us right now, no matter what we're going through, because peace in the Bible is more connected to the presence of something, or more specifically, the presence of someone, than it is just the absence of other things. In our second passage of scripture from John, we hear Jesus say, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. And when you think about it, Jesus is saying these words in the midst of chaos. He's in the midst of his own storm, and there's lots of confusion going around. You see, he's telling the disciples in these moments, he is about to be crucified. He's on that journey to the cross, and he's telling the disciples he is leaving them. And you can imagine they were probably terrified in those moments. But what Jesus is saying is that peace is available to them even in the midst of all of this, even in the midst of their fears. Now, there was a famous theologian named St. Augustine, and he once wrote, My heart is restless, O God, until it rests in thee. And in that one short sentence, he captures what the peace of God is. It's knowing that we are in God's hands. It's knowing that God cares deeply for each of us. It's knowing that God is present with us always, that he's with us, he's around us, that God is even within us, and there is nothing that we will go through alone. As another author, John Ortberg, puts it, peace doesn't lie in getting God to give us other circumstances. Peace lies in finding God in these circumstances. Peace is about putting our faith in God and not letting the circumstances of our life dominate everything or letting them define us. It's looking for God's light in the chaos and in the darkness. It's resting in the hope that we talked about a couple weeks ago, knowing That God can bring new life out of destruction, hope out of despair, growth out of difficulty, and God brings light into the darkness. As I've thought about peace this week, there has been a line from an old hymn that has been running through my head. Many of you may know the song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. And there's one line in that song. It says, oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Christ wants to give us peace right now. It's not meant to be something that is only available in the distant future. What does Christ say to his disciples over and over again? Peace be with you. My peace I give to you. 
And what do we hear from the Apostle Paul in almost every letter he writes to the communities of faith? Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet so often we forfeit that peace and we find ourselves filled with worry and stress and anxiety and even some anger at times. And all of those things, they have a way of choking out the joy and hope in our lives. They cause us to act in really unloving ways and they get in the way of the Holy Spirit. And so today, I want to say to each and every one of you, Christ is offering his peace to you in these moments. He said, I am with you always to the ends of the ages. And when we discover peace Christ, peace Christ, Christ's peace right now and allow it to flourish in our heart, we are able to be like that little bird in the picture, unshaken and safe and secure in the midst of whatever it is that we face. And what's more, when we allow the peace of Christ to take root in our heart, we're better able to work toward that vision of the peaceful kingdom that Isaiah proclaimed. And I want you to hear this vision again. The wolf will live with the lamb and the leopard will lie down with the young goat. The calf and the young lion will feed together and a little child will lead them. The cow and the bear will graze, their young will lie down together and a lion will eat straw like an ox. A nursing child will play over the snake's hole Toddlers will reach right over the serpent's den. They won't harm or destroy anywhere on my holy mountain. The earth will surely be filled with the knowledge of the Lord, just as the water covers the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations will seek him out, and his dwelling will be glorious." When we realize that we are deeply and personally loved by God, and when we can see others are loved and created in the image of God, we're less afraid and more likely to find a way to put aside our conflicts. When we recognize that God is a God of abundance, not scarcity, we're more likely not to hold on to things and to share them with other people. And when we place our trust and our confidence in Jesus, we live with less fear. And we don't worry about getting bit as much. And all of these things, they stem from allowing the peace of God to take root into our hearts. Finding peace in Christ, when we find it right now, it starts to lead us down the pathway to that perfect peace. In a moment, Pastor Wade and I have a gift for you. As we've done throughout Advent, we have ornaments that we'd like to give you as a reminder of the gifts 
that Christ gives us. And as a reminder, we would ask that you just take one per family. But as you do that, I hope it reminds you of the peace that's available to you right now. But before we hand these ornaments out, I want to leave you with the words from the serenity prayer that was written by Reinhold Niebuhr. And as you listen to these words, may you remember the peace that Jesus' birth promised. May you be filled with peace regardless, even in the midst of your storms. And may this peace leave you unshakable. Let us pray. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace taking as he did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever and ever in the next. Amen.